Get ready for your daily dose of encouragement and inspiration from an entrepreneur with years of experience. She is going to help you step into your personal power and believe what is possible. You're listening to The Motivation Zone with your teacher and coach, Sherry Ann Schultz. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Sherry Schultz with The Motivation Zone, and I have a very special guest with me today whose wisdom and knowledge has gained him notoriety where he has been motivating, inspiring, and changing the lives of teenagers and adults since 2008. As an entrepreneur, master encourager, motivational speaker, and author, he has dedicated his life to moving people from an uneasy time in their lives to a place of peace. He doesn't change their circumstances. He helps them change their perspective. It's not about the destination, but the battles that we win along the way. He also states that people will follow you if you can inspire them. He works every day to inspire, lead, encourage, and celebrate the people that come into his life. And I also want to let everyone know he is the creator of a brand new course entitled Shake the Dirt, which he will be speaking about shortly. I am so excited to have him on the Motivation Zone podcast, and I believe Michael and I have a lot of common practices, beliefs, and methodologies. And with no further ado, welcome, Michael. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing very well. How are you? Just fine. Thank you. And, and I'm so grateful you were able to join me today, and I know my audience and listeners are going to gain a wealth of wisdom and knowledge from you today. So shall we begin? Yes, yes, I'm excited. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So tell us, what type of challenges have you had to overcome to get where you are today? And why and how did you get started as a speaker and an author? You know, uh, growing up, I had an alcoholic father, raging alcoholic father. And I think that to emphasize that, it's important because he raged for the 16 years that he was in my life. He died when I was 16. So, you know, growing up, uh, living in a house where there was rarely any peace, I didn't find much balance because I was always trying to counteract what's going to happen in my day. Um, Along with that, growing up uh, in a home of poverty, didn't have much money. Both my parents worked. My mother was a housekeeper. She um, made decent salary and she really raised four of us with her salary because my dad would waste his money in the streets dysfunctional in many different ways. You know, my siblings, I think of them as they they wanted to be role models, but living in the dysfunction that we were in, they did the best that they they could, but they really didn't instill great values. You know, what really helped to create a space for me to be a speaker is, is my life. You know, I think my life created room to make me or not force me, but to push me into a position to really want to help others. Also, um, I have that nonprofit that I work with the youth program is geared where I'm speaking, but not speaking at a podium. And I created a package with my nonprofit program where I did assemblies in schools. And, you know, when you get up in front of a podium and you start to see how you're able to move young people or audiences you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit addicting. So, uh, you know, I went after it. I enjoy it. I love after doing a talk or doing a workshop and having someone come and not boost my ego, but explain to me that I've spoken into their lives and I've made them realize or, or feel as if they want to make some change in their life. Oh my gosh. And I know Michael, exactly what you mean. 
because I think we're both motivational speakers, come from the same type of platform. And of course, mine's behind the podium, but I don't care no matter where I speak. And you get that response that you have touched me. There's nothing like it in your life because internally, we don't know if we're making a difference, but it's that response we get from everybody. And I'm telling you, Michael, you gave me goosebumps. Because, yeah, I I know what that feels like. And and when you can touch the lives of others, and especially right now, based on everything that's going on, the virus and all, why is this important to spread, especially this message today? I already felt this, but then I watched the movie uh, Shawshank Redemption I saw the other night. The word that I want to use is hope. And hope is so important. You know, I work with teenagers and I think the scariest thing to actually run into is a a teenager who's walking this earth that does not have hope. And I've seen it firsthand. I think right now the message is very important because when a person doesn't have hope, they have a tendency to not only be reckless with themselves, but they also are reckless with those that are around them. And so my message is to bring hope. My message is to partner with people, to encourage them. I think that if you are able to get the proper perspective on a certain or any situation, you can spin it and put it in a place where you can move forward in positive steps. During this time for me, I've been able to self-reflect, look at some of the businesses that I do. And one of the uh, revelations from that is me sitting here talking to you on your podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, who, who knew? You know, when you sit back and you spin it and you look at it, um, I'm taking this time on the, the lockdown. And believe it or not, I'm taking my business to a whole nother level, taking advantage of something that could be an obstacle, but I'm making it an opportunity. Oh, my God, you just spoke words. That's exactly how I feel. And, you know, I'm right there with you, Michael, because I look at it too. The response I have received just in the last two weeks has been overwhelming for for me. The fear, the stress, the anxiety, everybody is feeling. I think it is the perfect opportunity to spread our message. Yours is hope. Mine is to motivate, inspire, and encourage those individuals to think outside their comfort zone. Do something so you can be the light to others today. It doesn't matter. It could just be the power of your words that you speak up to somebody. And I think that's what's so powerful. And I'm so glad that you reached out to me, Michael, because I think we can play such an important role in getting our messages out to the people, to the collective, as we want to call it, the collective being everyone around the world. And, And I know, Michael, you are doing that right now. And You're taking this issue, this obstacle that we're all facing, and we're turning it into opportunities right now, getting our message out. You know, there are emotional factors that hold us back each day, and we've just spoken about it. The frustration, the stress, our past is gone, our future's unknown, but we have to stay in the moment. And we're all going through this transition period, the confusion, you know, the emotional imbalance that's that's a happening to us. And what do you think right now, Michael, of all the things that are occurring in the world, what is that one emotional factor that may be holding us back or preventing us uh, from moving forward because maybe the fear is too overwhelming? I don't know. I'd love to hear your perspective of this. All right. When, when you say one, you corner me. So can I group <laughs> a, a few there? Is, is that, yes. that no. I have permission to do that? 
you know, I got, I have a few. What first and foremost, and, and it drives me crazy is the world today. People are selfish. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all about them. When you are consumed by yourself, you don't realize that you shrink your world. So I think selfishness is, is a problem. And then another problem is living a life of unconscious. You see what I'm saying? Not being connected. Yes. You know, a habit of if I'm, I'm talking to someone and, and I see that they're one of those people and I pick up on it, immediately I'll shut down, not the conversation, but internally I shut down because I'm not going to waste my energy to speak to someone that's not going to be able to take some of the good food that I'm feeding them and actually use it in a proper way. So I think the world is unconscious, just like I said before, with the negative perspective. You know, a lot of people, you have Debbie Downers, you have people that can't get out of this mindset that there can be a brighter side or a silver lining in the cloud. So I think that the negative perspective of an issue, and this is the big one, Sherry, this is the yeah. big one, self-awareness. I think it's the biggest problem because people have a tendency to walk around and be reckless and place responsibility on other people to maintain who they are as a person. So when you do that and you're not able to self-reflect, know who you are, know your positives and your negatives, how you have to gauge how to represent and allow those things out in your relationships, and it, it causes a lot of uh, hindrances with having a peaceful life and being productive. I am so there with you. And we all have stories. And I know, Michael, you have that huge story about what happened to you. And of course, I've had my own personal story. And I think there is one common thread here. Everybody may come together. And maybe it is this shift, this awareness that is occurring right now in our collective. And that is, where is your faith? Who do you rely on? Right. We're in these tough times. If it wasn't for my faith, and getting through my trials and tribulations, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because you right. have to believe there is a higher power working behind the scenes and he is in control of it. Whatever yeah. you decide. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll tell you something. I don't know if it was from a book or I heard a woman speak, but she talked about, and, and you talking about chills. She said when she leaves a room, and a person sniffs like they smell cologne or perfume, she wants them to say that God was here. And so when you say faith, one of my things when I speak in my groups to my young people or I speak to an audience, I say to myself, if they are looking for you, meaning God, I hope they find you in me. And that's how I conduct myself on a daily basis. So I know that sometimes there may be a time that I may be the closest thing that a person can get to God. And so I try to function and operate in that mindset. Oh my yeah. gosh, Michael, that is so powerful. And today I was doing my yoga class online and they all stayed on after class. They need something. And so I was speaking words. The very first thing I told everybody is let your faith be stronger than your fear right now. Okay? Right. Because we have to rely on somebody. We have to stay positive. There's a lot of negativity going on in the media right now. And I don't even listen to the TV. I refuse to turn it on because I have got to be centered. I have got to stay mindful and stay present. 
personally, Michael, what do you think is the number one reason, or maybe there's more than one, because I can think of a lot too, but that people fail to move forward in their life. What is it that they're missing? We're going to get into it a little bit later when we talk about my course, but I think it's history. Now you talk about, you have a story and I talk about, I have a story. And what I do with my groups, and even when I I work with people on an individual basis, I feel that people are unable to be successful because they're not able to shake their story, their base, their foundation. When I think about myself, if you look at my life on paper, there's no way I should have been able to achieve what I've been able to achieve with that profile. But again, we talk about a higher power, something, you know, walking alongside me, I had a praying mom, is I was able to not allow my history to prevent me from succeeding, but I use my history as a catalyst to be successful. So, you know, what I find when I speak to people is they're, they're running into a dead end and they can't figure out where the dead end or what's causing it. And sometimes if you retrace your steps, you will find exactly where that stumbling block is. And a lot of times it's someplace in your history. So that's part of my teaching. I try to teach that in my groups because I'm I'm big on walking people back. What I say is you go back to your history. We want to touch it. We want to see it, but we don't want to stay. You see, some people go back in in their history and they stay there and then they just continue to run that reel in their mind. But I want you to go back and I want to take you back. We want to sit there and explore it, but I don't want you to stay. I want you to take some nuggets. And then as you move forward, I want you to move beyond those boundaries. That is so true because some people stay right in their comfort zone and they play the blame game. Woe is me because of what happened to me in the past. No, because we all have a story. So what action steps do you tell your group or your kids or whomever you're speaking with, what type of action steps can they take to get past and get outside their comfort zone? You know, the first thing I start with is affirmation. So the first action step is is affirmation. So we talk about how we are products of our thought lives. And so what I what I discuss is the fact that we as individuals, we battle on an individual basis of what we think positively. But then we have people that don't help us. And I explain with teenagers, it's their peers and and peers for adults as well. And I talk to them about one of my tags, which is be the driver of your car, not the passenger of your car. And what I explain is if you allow the negative thoughts that go through your mind and the negative thoughts that come to you from outside resources to control you, You become the passenger of your car and not the driver of your car. So what I tell them is that you have to make sure that you constantly are in a place where you self-reflect to say to yourself, listen, am I driving or is someone else driving my car? Where's my affirmation at? Knowing that you don't need someone else to make you feel good about yourself. And I explain to them the power. You know, when I finally got it, Sherry, where I I didn't need someone to bring me value, you know how powerful that is? To walk into a room. Yeah, it is. When you walk into a room and you're not worried if they're looking at your shoes, if you got a shirt on that they don't like. I had a spinal cord injury, so on places where I have to walk far, I drive a motorized scooter. 
you know, and I was an elite athlete. So imagine, and I'm still very athletic and I'm, you know, if you allow me to brag, I'm in pretty good shape. So yes, for me, are, to, thank you. Thank you. So for me to get in uh, a scooter and drive it, I really had to be mentally sound because I, I don't drive into a room and say, are they looking at me in my scooter? No, I drive in there. And, you know, and sometimes I had a guy tell me at my daughter's basketball tournament, you know, I take the scooter and everything. He says, listen, no, no offense. He says, you make driving in a scooter look cool. I just make it look like it's an everyday normal occurrence. But, you know, affirmation, what, what's going on in your mind when you say action I think that right there is the most valuable tool because you can't do anything else if you don't get your mind right. You nailed it right there, Michael. Very, very true. And now, oh my gosh, I'm saving the best for last because I want Michael to tell us about this new course he's creating called Shake the Dirt. And before you get started, Michael, I I was looking at your website and I love this quote that is on your website talking about short-term thinkers plant gardens, long-term thinkers plant trees, and eternity mind thinkers plant themselves in the souls of others. Yes, man. Just saying that, folks, gives me goosebumps. I can't wait to hear what this new course is all about. So the platform is yours, Michael. You know, we're talking about self-reflection and how I think about history. You know, I won't do the full story, but I, I start a lot of my talks about a story about a farmer and a donkey. This this donkey falls into a well. Farmer wants to get him out. He tries to pull him out with some friends with some rope. The donkey's too heavy. They decide to bury him with some dirt so his kids won't fall into the well. But the donkey saves himself because every time the dirt comes across the wall, it falls on his back. He shakes it off and he steps on the dirt. So he uses the dirt that was meant to kill him to save his life. Shake your dirt experience is what I do. It's an 11 week program where I slowly but surely take you back in your history. And what we do is we do like I just explained is we start to talk about those things that occurred in your life. And what we do is we start to see where there may have been those landmines that you may have stepped on and you occurred damage, but you didn't realize it. I do it, like I said, a slow process. Again, the affirmation piece. I do a nice piece on who do you admire? Someone that hurt you, that you really trusted when you were growing up. Somebody you lost that was really valuable to you. And, you know, sometimes you ask these basic questions to a person and they think that they've buried something and just answering that question that they're like, whoa, they realize that it really isn't buried as deep. And as we slowly but surely start to dive into their lives, they start to understand that, wow, that's why I do this. And that's why I do this. And so what happens in my mindset and what part of the program and its goal is I feel as if, like I said, you go back and you see your life. Once you see it from the proper perspective, it helps you to strategize moving forward because you have information. You know what I mean? You have things that you've uncovered to make you say, you know what? I'm going to be proactive not to put myself into that position. Because when I do, 
I lose. And then what's beautiful about it is I'm going to do 20 participants at a time and it's going to be interactive. So not only do you get to self-reflect, but I feel like groups are tremendous when you're doing soul searching because like the other day, it's funny when something really basic happens and your life really starts to make sense. But I was listening to a worship singer sing and at the end of the song, she gave her testimony. I've heard testimonies a million times, but I'm really knee deep in these podcasts and trying to get my message out. And when she gave her testimony and I heard it, it touched me so deeply. I was like, whoa, this is how people feel when I step to the mic and I talk to them. So I say that because when the other 20 people are hearing each other's story and you get to validate or tell someone that you have a similar story or they hear the same story as them and they thought that they were the only person in the world that went through it. Um, I think that brings tremendous comfort and I see it within my groups. If you don't mind me explaining with my teenage groups, when I go into a high school, I ask for a cross section of students. So I want everything that's represented in that building and I do it with about 25 students. And what I do is just like I'm explaining with this course is these young people start to get to know themselves on a personal level, but then they break down barriers because I have the white kid and the black kid and the rich kid and the poor kid. And when you hear the, the kid from the hood whose mother's a crack addict, and then you hear the kid that comes from a home where, where they live in a mansion and his mom is a coke addict. They're both addicts. They're on two different ends of the spectrum using actually the same drug, but it's processed differently. And they start to cross over their lives. It is powerful. Boy, you just illustrated such a huge diverse, the rich and the one from the hood, each having the exact same problems. Yes. Oh, Michael, it's going to be very successful. I know it will be. You know, I know that you're doing this from your heart and always for the right reasons. And we know when that happens, things implode. And right at this moment, everybody needs hope. You know, it's so important. And, you know, we need to celebrate life and not be consumed with the fear and the hate and everything else that's going on. And, And it really is an accumulation of all our own personal choices. And what I'd like to do is, is there one last thought you'd like to leave with all my listeners today? Believe it or not, it's, it's, it's what you read, that short-term thinkers plant gardens, long-term thinkers plant trees, eternity-minded thinkers plant themselves in each other. And I say that because what I want them to know, what I want you to know, and what I want your audience to know is that I'm hoping that I left a piece of myself somewhere in the, the podcast radio waves, somewhere in your heart. And I say that because that is what we should be doing on an individual basis throughout the world. You want to leave something precious with them that will allow them to move forward and jump over those mountains that may come up in front of them as obstacles. Oh my gosh. And you know what? You know what I call those? Those little golden nuggets. Yes. Right? That you spread along your path and you leave them and you hope somebody will bend down and grab it and just absorb it right into their heart and their soul. And Michael, I want to thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure. And everybody, you you are more than welcome. I am just so blessed that you you reached out to me and that we could do this podcast together. You know, everybody who's listening right now, I highly recommend 
you need to re-listen to this because there's nuggets I know that you have missed along the way. And, and if this is your first time around, please repeat it and take in Michael's wisdom, his knowledge and absorb everything and share this. We can inspire everybody to have breakthrough moments. And, and I want to thank you for listening. And just so everybody knows, I will list all of Michael's links at the bottom of this podcast. He's got a couple websites. He's got his Facebook, his LinkedIn, and of course, his new link to his course. Thank you again, Michael. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Motivation Zone. I'm so excited I could hang out with you today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes, where I will bring you more amazing content each and every week. Now make it a great week.